0: has it now he drives he plants he flips he scores a 13 foot in the middle of the paint Sacramento with seven unanswered points after they had gone down by four on a 6-0 Denver run it's 96-93 the first time the Kings have led by as many as three points Reggie Jackson will put the ball in play. Ball fake to the left. Inbounds pass to Holiday. Back to Jackson. Pocket pick by Fox. Breakaway coming up. De'Aaron spikes it with a left-hand rip. And the Kings have scored nine straight. Here come the Nuggets right back. A run to the rim. Shot missed by Holiday. Rebound Sabonis. Gives it up to Malik Monk. A minute ten to go in this one. Sacramento leading 98-93. Now they space the floor, spread things out now, try to milk a little bit of clock. We hit the one-minute mark. It's Fox into the paint, circles to the left, goes high glass. He scores again, and the Kings have hit the century mark, and they lead by seven with 58.7 seconds to go. Denver takes another timeout. Fourth quarter, Fox has come to life in Colorado with eight straight Sacramento points. It's 100-93. to 93.
1: One of the more uh, impressive wins of the year. The last time the Kings were in Denver right before the break uh, was not their best night of game action, but they were uh, up for the challenge late and Fox took over. Kings got the win. They're back in Denver tonight. Just a couple of weeks removed from that game as uh, we head to Denver now and join our next guest here on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. We love to spend our Wednesdays with Katie Christensen, Kings television analyst. Good morning, Katie. How are you?
3: Good morning. I'm great. I just have to say, how about the brilliant genius of G-Man? He is just so fantastic. That was a great call.
1: He is. I mean, look, he's been doing this forever, but it doesn't mean like he we we have to acknowledge his greatness. He is great. I love that he still loves so it. Great. And he's he's always on his game. We We just hope the Kings can always be on their game like he is.
3: Yeah, and, you know, this is a team that the Kings have played incredibly well against all season. You know, they have the the trio advantage on them. And, you know, no matter how tonight's game goes, it's nice to to have the tiebreaker. But, you know, you look at this league and you look at teams and it's, it's crazy, you know, how matchups kind of can be in favor of you and, and, you know, team like Denver de- defending champs and for them to have played them so well this year. And I think coming off of that Miami loss, there's a little extra incentive, you know, to come in here and kind of take care of business in your conference.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that, Katie, because, you know, look, I think some of the thought process would be, look, Denver's won the title. They're coming off the title. They're good. They have a better record than the Kings. They'll probably be angry would be the thought that the Kings have beaten them three times. But I hope the Kings have that same approach because look, they just lost a game that um, I respect Miami the heck out of Miami, but the Kings had some advantages in that game that they didn't capitalize on. So I hope Sacramento is mad going into this game.
3: Yeah. I mean, they should be, it's, it's crazy. You know, um, I, I saw some comments online the other day. I just happened to like look on the, the, the Kings. they made a post Domas with his kids before that Miami game. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, people call it for Mike Brown to be fired after that Miami <laughs> loss. I, I I just don't understand the absurdity of it. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I'm like, wow, one game, that's that's the indication, huh? Like, the reigning coach of the year has turned this team around, and, you know, I, I wish that they could win every game. And I, I think it's interesting how we look at teams and matchups and situations and, and look at it as like, oh, it's a – It's a must win. They have to win this one. But you have to play the 48 minutes, and you've got to give credit to Miami. And the one thing that I know about the Heat, which is just, you know, more than any team in this league, and I'll say this hands down, they are so difficult in the sense that regardless of who they're missing, their culture is one that they're going to play the Miami way. And so everyone that steps on the floor is going to, you know, come out there and they're going to play – the exact way that that culture demands and they're, you know, defensively a great team. And, you know, the Kings mounted a massive comeback. Mm -hmm. They're down 20 to start the fourth quarter. And you're thinking this game is, is, you know, out of, out of reach. And it wasn't, they were able to battle back, get close. And the reality is, is you get down by 20 in a game to, to anybody and you have to mount that comeback. You, you spend so much energy uh to kind of mount it it's like do you have enough left in the tank and second night of a back-to-back and all of these things and and obviously the kings did not have enough to to kind of get over that mountain but you know i look at it in this way is like they every every single game is gonna it's important you know in the sense of, of you gain something out of it right um, there's the adversity to me, the season that the Kings have been through have probably been, it's been the most valuable thing. You know, you look back to last year and it just didn't seem like there was a ton of adversity that they had to fight through. They very healthy, you know, they, they started out the season. Oh, and four, and then they go off and they kind of find their footing and they, they played well all year. And um, they just weren't faced with the same type of adversities that they have, you know, throughout the course of this entire season. And I want to believe that that is going to be a, a factor come postseason, that it's going to be a, a positive factor. And uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But, yeah, I mean, disappointing loss, um, you know, when you look at all the factors. But at the same time, it's like – you know, what are they going to learn from
1: it? Yeah, and one thing I, I wondered about, and this may be the one thing I, I question about Mike Brown, and he questioned it himself, Katie, in the game. He said, look, we went to that mm-hmm. zone, and it was effective. And literally, the Kings don't there do is. that a lot, and that's when the comeback started. He said, maybe I should have gone to that earlier. I guess my question, not even on that, is going forward now, they don't play a lot of that. Is this uh, something you think they could utilize more, or did that just work more so based on – like Miami's post-ups and kind of the way they attack the game.
3: I think it's a a good question in the sense that, you know, you don't see the Kings play a lot of zone defense um, because here's the, the detriment to playing a lot of zone defense for whatever reason. A lot of times, when when teams play zone, it's it's they don't play as aggressively, right? Because you're you're playing in your areas, you've got you know you, you you've got your little zone of the floor that you're like, oh, I'm responsible for this. But for for a lot of teams, the physicality takes uh, a step back, you know. Um, but I think the reason that it worked against Miami was just uh, when you look at. Um, the personnel that they had out on the floor, the size, going to the zone against that smaller lineup was really impactful. Um, they had a lot of problems guarding kind of some pick and roll action earlier in the game. And, you know, you look at Bam and what he's able to do, and he was the main option offensively for them. And I just thought, like, when you get Bam in a, in a high pick and roll, they had Domas in that drop, and they, they were just picking them apart. And then when they brought Delmas up and they kind of had him at the level, then he was split, you know, the ball handler was splitting the the two defenders and they were getting downhill. So that's why I think the zone kind of worked against them because it allowed them, it took away those lanes for Miami. And maybe they could have gone to it sooner, but again, this is a team that doesn't play it a lot. And when I talk about learning things and losses, it's not just the players, it's the coaches Mm -hmm. too, right? And so that's something that, you know, probably is going to you look back at that that phoenix loss uh in phoenix when the kings were up in the fourth quarter and they went small and they just started picking the kings apart and they had kevin durant guarding Devonta sabonis and for whatever reason they started to try and iso and and all of a sudden that's just not how the kings play so the next time they played you know the Suns, they were ready for it and it, it it did not impact the game it did not have the impact that It had in the first matchup, so you know I think you look at this as like, okay, is this an example kind of like that that Suns game, whatever it was, a month or so ago. I can't even keep track of what (laughs) month we're in right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you know it's curious. Will we see more zone defense because they actually did a great job. Mm -hmm. They did a great job of of staying physical, wreaking havoc, um, lots of lots of rotations and and actions, and I thought that it looked really good. So. We'll see. Um, I don't know that playing zone against Denver would be as impactful, but, you know, again, it's just about what five guys the opposing team has out on the floor.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you know this as we're talking with Katie Christensen, Kings television analyst. There was some word yesterday about uh, De'Aaron being a little questionable just a bit. You know, everybody's banged up at this time of the year. Do you know of anything at this moment, whether or not we expect to see De'Aaron tonight?
3: I don't know uh, of anything technically here in about six minutes. uh, They've got a film session and then they're going to go to shoot around. And a lot of times um, it comes down to kind of how they feel going through shoot around and then pregame warmups. But one thing I have to say, and I have to give credit to these 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 two stars specifically, DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, they don't miss games. I mean, De'Aaron has missed, I think, five games total this season. And when you look at it across the board of other players of his caliber on uh, other teams, that's just not the case. And so De'Aaron has been playing through some shoulder issues and stuff for a while. Yes, he's banged up, um, but for him to miss a game – it would tell me that it's you know it's it, it probably far past the time you know what i mean
1: yeah absolutely and i think there's something to be said about that because i've you know you've played there's there's different forms of leadership and and i think a lot of times too many people are guilty of seeing a coach yell and that coach is coaching, or a player that gets on his players, that guy's leading. Well, that is a way to do it, and some it works for some people, some it doesn't. There also is ways by being there and accountable and productive. And to me, Katie, that coming out of the break when Sabonis was listed as doubtful, and, I mean, he was really sick, and I thought, well, he's probably not going to play tonight. Then you heard he w- went through the morning shoot-around. He went from doubtful to questionable. And at that point, I'm like, oh, I think he's going to play. And that just, to mm-hmm. me, had to show – from Herter to Len to pick anybody on the roster to Davion. Wow, this is one of our best players, most important players. He knows this is an important push. He's playing tonight. And then he went and dominated, too. Um, that, to me, is leading and showing a statement, too, when you play like that.
3: Without a doubt. I mean, and then he went and had another triple-double. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> it's just like, so here, here's the reality of the situation. 82 games, we all know, is, is a daunting season because – this league is, I mean, it's just brutal. You know, it's brutal, the schedule, the travel, all of the things. And you look at Domas in particular, who probably takes the biggest beating night in and night out. And, um, you know, he it's, it's important for him to play. That morning when I was starting my prep work, you know, I checked the injury status in the morning and it said he was doubtful for an illness. And I was like, there's no way he's not playing. Like, even when I saw doubtful, I was I like, there's no way he's not playing. And then, uh, you know, then it updated to questionable. I'm like, yeah, he's absolutely playing. Like, I had no doubt in my mind just because having been around him now um, for the last, you know, two-plus years, it's like you, you get to know a player's mentality, and his mentality is is availability. And he battled – I mean, shoot, he played with a broken thumb all of last season, you know, so it's like I don't doubt that he did not feel well. I don't doubt that he wasn't sick, but um, he is just made of the toughest stuff that he, that he could possibly have. So it's it's important in that way. And to your point, Jason, leadership is showing like, hey, no excuses. Like we're gonna be out there on the floor and we're gonna play to the best of our ability, regardless of whatever situation that given day, you know, how you feel, how your body feels, like. You can't the moment that you start I mean, we've seen it like Kawhi Leonard has been available most of this season. You know, when we played him recently, I think he'd only missed like five games at that point. And you look at it was the same with with Paul George who missed that game like you look at the season before where everyone was like, oh, they're going to be, you know, a title contender and then they're just not playing they're, they're out, you know, they each played, I think, 50 games around 50 games that entire season. And it's like, it shows how important availability is in terms of, you know, your team being able to reach their goals. And Domas is just, and, and De'Aaron too, I mean, just they're tough as nails and, and they don't complain. They don't ever complain. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, the team dynamic, Katie is always interesting to me and, I think personally, my observation one of the strengths of this team is, is their their love for one another, their bonding, the genuine, seemingly appreciate being around each other. And you know, when you're on the road, you are you are really locked in together. And I don't know if that fits into their strength, and and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it feels like they've had some of their better games on the road. Is there something? there that they capture better than you know because of that unity you're all together in denver there's nowhere else to go practice or film or eating together whatever and it just brings out the best of the kings on the road is there is there something in that line of thinking right now with the kings
3: yeah to a certain degree i mean from from my playing days the most fun i had was when we were on the road because you get to be around each other when you're at home you know, everyone has their lives. They have their families, they have their pardon me, responsibilities and that kind of thing. And so it does go a long way being on the road to be able to bond and kind of have that time with each other. And they genuinely enjoy being around each other. But here's the thing I asked uh, Mike Brown about it, you know, within the last week, I want to say maybe, you know, maybe it was when we were last in Denver again, I can't remember what day today is. Um, But I asked him about the the their performances on the road, and you know, kind of not having as as good of a home record as you know they, you would hope that they would have, especially playing in front of that that crowd at Golden One. I mean, which hands down, not blowing purple smoke up your butt at all. It's the best in the league. With without a doubt, it's the best in the league. It's really really impressive to have that kind of a home court advantage. <clears throat> And he just said, you know, there's something to knowing that when you're on the road, that you're going to have to fight through a ton of adversity and that you you have to, to muster a different type of um, performance because you're battling against a lot of different factors and, and they're not in your favor. And he praised his team for their ability to kind of do that on the road and to have that mentality. But he followed it up by basically saying, like, we have to figure out how to do the same thing at home, because how do you waste this this, you know, this crowd this fan base and and the momentum that they can give you and i think sometimes you know without knowing that you're doing it you can relax a little bit mentally um and and think that okay we have we have an advantage today we're at home but i mean really that that is all for not it doesn't really matter in the end like you have to go out there and and play with that same type type of you know intensity and so um you know the kings are about to have a, a nice chunk of, of games on the road, or, or I mean, rather at, at home. Yeah. So it's, 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 we'll see how, how that changes and if they're able to really start to build some momentum. Um, you know, I looked at, I was looking at it yesterday, standings and stuff, and I just happened to look at like, you know, home court records and road records and that. And I'm sitting here going like, wow, we've we've played five more games on the road already than we have home games. And we're on a two game road trip. So by the time they get home, it's like they played seven more road games on the season than they have at home. And then you're going to start this homestand where you sprinkle in a trip to LA and then you sprinkle in a three game road trip kind of in the middle of, of the month of March. But other than that, you know, you, you're at home and you have to start truly focusing on what do we have to do to be able to use the month of March to our advantage? Because you look at the standings and it's just, it, it's brutal. The Western Conference is so brutal. Everyone is healthy for the most part. Um, and, you know, the difference between like ninth, tenth and first place uh, is is really not it's not monumental, monumental, you know, and, and you look at the Eastern Conference. And when I looked the other day, it was like, I think that Cleveland was seven and a half games in back of. of Boston and their second place in the East. Well, that's the difference between like ninth and 10th in the uh-huh. West at first, you know, it's not, it's not a big differential. So the, the Western conference and when, when people really look at like, wow, like the Kings are not where they, they expect them to be. They were in like third place in the West around this time last, last season. Like, why are they not playing as well? Well, they are, they're actually playing better pace wise and looking at their record. Um, but the difference is the Western conference is way more healthy yeah than it was a year ago and that that's where the difference is
1: for sure and the results are showing it so tonight it's denver they've beaten them three times we addressed that at the beginning but they have not played denver with their starting lineup looks like that group will be there tonight so uh when they've got their five katie they're as good as anybody it obviously starts with nikola Jokic. i was bringing up this thought earlier I know, I know there was a game maybe a couple years ago you might remember at home where I think the Kings game plan was kind of let him have his night let him let him go for a number and I think he got 50 and they lost he didn't have a big assist number I don't think you ever want to let anybody get that comfortable but the fact that he's like Sabonis he can have 30 with also 15 assists where do you even start with a guy this gifted this skilled and how you defend him
3: oh my god he is just a juggernaut, right? It, it's interesting you mentioned that about a couple years ago because recently in a, in a uh, media availability, Mike Brown was kind of asked about um, – uh, by, by Bay Area media, media, actually. I think it was um, – they were asking basically, you know, like you obviously had that series against uh, Denver uh, when you were on the staff at Golden State and, um, you know, you kind of took a different approach to it defensively. Like – uh, what is the difference now? Well, he out and out said, well, I was the defensive guy. It was my, my job to come up with the, <clears throat> the game plan. And the way I looked at it at that time was you're, you're going to let him ha- get his. But you got to make sure everyone else is completely locked down because – that's really where he's so good is that he makes everyone else around him better. So if you're kind of making him feel like, okay, well, the best thing for me to do is actually score the ball right now, instead of picking you apart. And it worked for them in that series. But then he, you know, he followed it up and said, Hey, like Jordy is my defensive guy. And I trust him completely to make the decision on how we're going to game plan for, for Jokic and and how we're going to do it. And, you know, they it's it's a little bit different than it was then, and you also have to realize that was that was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to adjust. You got to you can't ever have just one game plan against so, someone like him. I mean, he's a two time MVP for a reason. Like, he is difficult, and you got to show him a lot of different things. And I think the Kings have done an actual you know stellar job you know in terms of their game planning uh, for for the entire team, right? So we'll see what they kind of go with tonight. But, you know, if, if history tells us, like, every game has a story of its own. And, yeah. you know, there's it's crazy. You've looked at – I've watched a lot of Denver games this year. <clears throat> and there's games where it's like Nikola Jokic might take one shot in the first half. And, uh-huh. and, and their, their people are like, what is going on? Like, But he's got freaking 18 assists, you know, <laughs> something crazy like that. So it's like even when he's not scoring, like, he impacts every single possession. So whether you decide to let him have single coverage, go one-on-one, and and that's the thing. Like, he's such a great passer. If you double-team him, when you do it, it has to be so quick and it has to be aggressive. You can't kind of, you know, go half effort. You can't, you got to, if you make the decision to trap him, you got to go immediately. It can't be a hesitation because he's waiting for it. If he sees it coming, then he sees where the pass is going to go. You got to go so quickly that he's like, he's still searching for what's the best pass. So we'll see what they do. But I imagine it's going to be more, more like what we've seen instead of going the opposite way of saying, okay, like we're going to let you go single coverage and get yours. So so who knows? (laughs) Yeah. And this then is why I do this job, and I talk <laughs> about what happens during the game. Right, I don't have to make I don't have to make the game plan. <laughs> yeah,
1: you get to react to what you see, and hopefully, you're going to see more good things, more Fox, more Sabonis. I like the way Keegan's been playing too lately. I I think I'm so excited, Katie, where his career is going. I know it's is a long way to go, but his defense is is really tremendous, and his offensive game uh, will just keep getting refined. And I, I'm just I I just love everything about Keegan right now.
3: Keegan's been fantastic. I think the one thing at this point in the season that you've got to realize is that it's, it's important for him to continue to maintain his aggression, mm-hmm. right, uh, in terms of offensively. And um, there's some games where he has, you know, he maybe misses a couple shots early, and you don't you don't see him look for his shot as much. So. I think for this team to be successful, that's that's starting five. They all have to they all have to be aggressive. but then it's like what's the thing is is like, okay, you pick out matchups in the beginning of the game of of who is you know who's going to have the best matchup in in terms of the defender for the other team. Right. Harrison Barnes, a lot of the times they've figured out here over the last uh, month and a half or so, it's like they want to try and isolate that defender because, you know, he might have the worst defender on him to start the game. And it doesn't mean that the defender is terrible. It's just of the five, you know, so how do you how do you kind of ISO different matchups to to be successful? Um, But, yeah, Keegan, to me, um, it's just to see his growth defensively. He's been so so great uh and offensively you know we know what he's he's you know capable of it, Jason are you hearing uh them in the in the in the control room or is it just me
1: no I guess it's just you that's weird
3: yeah I'm hearing both, both of them it's Simone right and yeah
1: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> I'm
3: like trying to focus but I'm like I'm hearing their whole conversation that's
1: so weird I don't know <laughs> we got the bugs in there for some reason well that good for you to uh, that's like a tv producer talking in your ear <laughs> <laughs> You're trained. But
3: the point to to Keegan, to the point on Keegan is his growth has been great, but we need to, to see, I think personally, you need to see his offensive um, game kind of be a little bit more consistent and look for him to be a little bit more aggressive. He was brilliant in the first half. He had 15 points, couldn't miss a shot. And then I was like, God, they're not going to him as much uh, in the second half. And it's like, was it a, an adjustment for Miami or is it just – you know, you kind of have that, the the break for halftime, and then you're like, okay, um, he's kind of cooled down a little bit. You don't really know, but I it, I would like to see him be a little bit more consistent on the offensive end.
1: Yeah, well, we all we all do, Katie. Good work there. You're just staying the pro right through that. I don't know. I didn't hear any of it, so <laughs> good for you. Uh, have a great call tonight. Certainly a good trip here to Denver and to Minnesota. And we'll talk to you again next week.
3: All right, take care, y'all.
1: All right, thank you. Katie Christensen, I don't know. I don't know what was happening there, but we appreciate her uh, checking in, as always. Always love to have our conversations with Katie each and every Wednesday here on Sacktown Sports. There's going to be more on this game with us, but also want to remind you, coming up with Styles and Watkins, they're going to get some perspective on the Denver side of things. Jake Shapiro from denversports.com is going to be joining the guys uh, during their show. And uh, yeah, what's going on with the Nuggets? How important is this game for them? Remember, they have not... Defeated the Kings yet this year, so I'm sure they'll be extra motivated for tonight. Again, Jake Shapiro will join uh, Styles and Watkins. They'll join me a little bit later in this hour. When we come back, what else you need to watch besides this Kings and Nuggets game tonight in the standings, the Western Top 10, what can impact the Kings? We've got that and more straight ahead right here on Sacktown Sports.
2: Dave show with Jason Ross.
3: Call or text at
2: 916-339-1140 on Sacktown Sports.
1: It's a rave up in here. Thanks again to Katie Christensen for making Simone's day. Yeah, Simone and Chris were in there talking about snakes. Snakes on a plane. Did you see Snakes on a Plane, Chris? I did. Um, All right, so on the Chris metrics, yeah, I don't even know where you're going to go with that. It was probably okay. I don't think it was a, it wasn't a terrible, terrible movie, was it? To make no, it good? it was good. fine. It was yeah, fine. exactly. I thought like, it would be fine. Like, that
4: type of movie... Is kind of trying to be terrible. Well, I don't even know what they're no, trying for. No, it's not for. trying to... It's like, it can't be like... I think a movie that does a really good job of that is Piranha <laughs> 3D. Yeah. That's a really good movie.
1: Um. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's long enough that we're not doing spoilers here. Um. Obviously, I know the title. What happened? Like, what happened? Was there a cargo of a bunch of snakes or what?
4: I think... It was someone on the plane that they were trying to kill, so it was like an assassination Ooh. attempt.
1: But they had a bunch of snakes. No, so
4: like the people trying to kill them put a bunch of snakes in the, um, in the plane, and they put like these pheromones in the air, so like they'd be like very aggressive. I think. I don't want anybody saying, like, oh, that's not what happened, Chris.
2: (laughs) Someone's definitely going to come for you later.
4: And they're going to say it just like that. That's not what happened, Chris. Why are their eyes always closed? (laughs) I don't know. Uh,
2: I like them. I like snakes.
4: No, thank you. Yeah. I'm (laughs) not,
2: like, I, I don't want, like, a deadly one or rattlesnakes. Like, you know, we're cool, but, like. A, a nice little, uh, uh, I think they're like a corn snake. Yeah, that's okay. it's gentle. My, it's pretty scales.
4: My friend from I'm just now like regress memories. My friend in school, elementary school, I went to his house one time, and uh, is like, "Oh, want a soda? Go and get it in the garage or Mm-mm. something like that." Mm-mm. And it was, so it's like, okay, so I go in there, and he wasn't like it was literally. I go in there, I grab us some sodas, and I'm like walking out, and there's this. <laughs> and I was like, ah! His dad had s- rattlesnakes. What in his garage, like in the atrium or whatever? Yeah. But he had them there. And I'm like, I'm just like, oh my! I'm like, why are there rattlesnakes? And he's just like, oh yeah, my dad keeps them. It's like, what? what? Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: We had a lot of snakes growing up, and they would get out of the cage. We'd find them in the dishwasher a lot. No. They like the humidity. Uh. Yep.
4: One of my favorite stories is. Uh, my grandma went and visited my aunt, uncle in St. Louis, one of the worst places in the world, <laughs> and my cousin at the time had a pet snake, and my grandma went and they saw it, and she goes, Miho, if I see that snake outside of that cage, you will not have a snake anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. And she was being serious. Oh, I could
1: tell when the, this, the tone already, without even being there, the mimicking of the tone, my goodness. Uh, that's the one thing, like, I'm not a fan. I don't like snakes. I don't like rattlesnakes. I mean, I don't know that I guess there are people that do. Um, the one thing, I wouldn't get very many texts from uh, Grant over time ever, really, but back in the day, he would just at his house where he used to live up there in Eldorado Hills, he would send pictures of, like, look what I found, buddy, and it would be a rattlesnake in the garage. Or Like, like why are you sending me this? I don't want that. I'd move. I would move. Yeah. But they're out there. It's their it's their uh it's their place, it's their spot to be. But no yeah. thanks on snakes. No thanks. Um all right, what to watch tonight in the NBA? Of course, you've got the Kings in action. You'll be able to hear that with the great G Man, Gary Gerald, right here on Sacktown Sports. Kings and Nuggets. It would really be a feat if the Sacramento Kings are able to get the season sweep over Denver Certainly would help them in the standings, certainly in the playoff race. Uh, what else, though, if you're looking for help tonight? We updated the standings earlier with the help the Kings got, uh, courtesy of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yesterday with that miracle shot they made uh, from beyond half court from Max Struess. Uh, so that helped with the loss to the Dallas Mavericks. But The games you got tonight to watch, the Pelicans are at the Pacers. So New Orleans currently in fifth at 35-24. and 24. Remember, the Kings are 33-24. and 24. So just a game behind them. Kings could gain that full game with a win and a loss by the Pacers or by the Pelicans. The Mavericks are at the Raptors. So you got that game there. You've got the Grizzlies at the Timberwolves. I wouldn't count on the Minnesota loss. They can move into sole possession of first. And the Battle of LA, the Lakers at the Clippers. And again, can both teams lose? I don't know you root for there as a Kings fan. Maybe just to keep the Lakers further back. Hmm.
0: gross. Yeah.
1: Um, or do we ask Reggie Miller this one, Chris? Like, who has home court? Who has
4: home court? <laughs> still
1: no. one but, of my favorites. But what I mean is, you know, the lighting. The lighting. No,
4: he didn't even say that. I think it was... Uh, uh, I think Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick's like, right. oh, maybe the lighting? Maybe is that... No. <laughs> what is it?
1: They both at that time play at Staples. It was called Staples. And they both still play in the same building. But that was a bizarre take, for sure, from him. Um, All right, Dave usually does this, Chris, so I'll ask you. uh, Point spread tonight. What do you think? Kings are at the Nuggets. What do you think Vegas has established the line as?
4: Nuggets minus
1: five and a half. Okay, keeping in mind the Kings have swept them. Both teams have right amount of rest. Nobody's playing on the back-to-back. They've got Denver at seven and a half. The champs. Seven and a half point favorites. You they think they're going to be angry. Yeah, exactly. And You wouldn't like the Kings when they're angry. So we'll see how that goes tonight. Of course, tomorrow we'll have a full recap of all that. Also, if you are so inclined and have watched or cared to watch any preseason spring training baseball, we've got it today. We always like to check in on what the Giants and A's are doing. Well, they're playing each other today. Giants and A's from HoHo Camp Stadium in Mesa, Arizona. Giants haven't won yet. A's, I know I have a win or two. Yeah, two and two, I think. So there you go. If you want to check out spring training baseball, yesterday in spring training, I guess the highlight, maybe one of the highlights, was uh, Shohei Otani going deep in his first game playing for the Dodgers. He wants to be at around 50 at-bats. That's what the Dodgers are saying. Get him ready to go and then unleash him to the rest of the world Come the start of the Major League Baseball season, which we're getting closer and closer. About a little less than a month away. The start of the Major League Baseball season. All right, we will step aside when we return. It's Crosstalk. Styles and Watkins will be in the studio with me. We'll see what's coming up on their show. We'll hit, hit them with some celebrity birthdays and we'll wrap things up here on Sack Town Sports.
2: It's time for the news of the day the latest
0: headlines,
3: the biggest stories, hard hitting analysis.
2: Uh, this is none of those things. now, Here's Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross.
1: Yeah, yeah. Woo, woo! Here we go. Here we go. It is time for crosstalk. Styles and walk into the building. What's up, guys?
5: Hello, hello. How you? Hello. Doing? hello. Great. How are you? Great.
1: Yeah. Feels good? Yeah. It's, good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, it's yeah. coming up today.
5: Little little conversation with our friend, analyst from Denver Sports, to talk Nuggets, see how they're feeling, since they cannot beat oh. the Kings. <laughs> yes. And we also have the Kings Roundtable, fully loaded Kings Roundtable. Brendan is back from the, the sick list. So okay. Brendan is, is here. Frankie is here as well. So that will be coming up as well, Kings Roundtable.
4: Nice. Are you a pizza guy? <laughs> Frankie clicks. Mm-hmm. Frankie clicks. <laughs> He's by far got the most nicknames yeah for that's some reason, reason. Right. i
1: don't think he wants any of them
4: but he's got nicknames yeah. is it easier
5: to have a nickname with a certain first name like alan something that you don't yeah. need that you're not going to put yeah. anything after that but i mean or, like yeah. joey blank
2: right joe Sweet. blank Sweet.
5: right crazy.
1: Yeah. but sometimes it's like an alliteration so f and F, but that's not even it. he's been the pizza guy yeah. the cowboy the frankie clicks now it's, it's like frank
2: casparelli casparelli that's yes. Yeah. Some people were it's calling just
1: a good some, Frankie some, yeah. it's just a good
5: yeah. name to add something yeah. on yeah. to yeah. Franco Carter. Chris Blank. Yeah. That doesn't
2: Frankie Cascarelli. <laughs> Such a classic.
5: Jason Blank. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Do you, you guys
1: know. have had any nicknames growing up or stuff that stuck or Big Al Big Al
4: A Sizzle. A Sizzle. I Big Al like I did. Was that <it>? a <laughs> styles, you yeah. know? Was Big Al like a joke? No, oh, okay. it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, here comes Big Al. No, it wasn't. Al, like, you know when, like, a big guy, they tiny. call Tiny? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, No,
5: yes, I do know that, but no. Zontz. 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 Yeah. How about Just you?
2: Just Al, yeah. Uh, CWAT was really it. Uh, there was a lot of Chris's always, yeah. so. Had to, had
4: to. That was the one <laughs> some, I put on. Again,
1: some. <laughs> some would. That
4: was the, the nickname I regretted giving to, to Chris. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did get. Uh, I don't think until radio was I J Ross really. Really, J. Ross. oh, I was on uh, people used so, to call yeah. me J R all the time. Like, growing up, yeah,
4: or uh, Ross. Oh, I bet when that episode came out, they were all over you, huh? What?
1: Oh, no, I was. I was too young. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I, J Ross now is like I don't. know. That's most people, you, yeah. Uh, people like say like yeah i guess you're talking to me yeah yeah
2: i mean it's helpful because we have a ton of jasons in the building it's easy for us but True. like as the general public like i mean yeah you you just are j ross That's yeah. so i've never really thought about that
1: that is i mean or if you got a nickname from somebody like maybe it was in grade school and then you see it and they still call you that it's right weird. it's like what is that or like oh i've been that for years yeah, yeah. you guys have any of those or no Pookie bear. No.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Though any of those, no. No. I don't think so. Well, I know I can usually tell if someone's talking to me, like, where I know them from. Because if it's Chris, it's usually, like, work. Or someone I kind of know. Like, friends, it's Rilad. And then, like, if it's family, it's Christopher. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm out somewhere, it's like, hey, Christopher. I know it's someone from like family coming up to me. Have Have you ever been
1: Christopher? No. No? No.
2: No. A couple of my cousins will call it to me, but... Besides that, no, no. I stayed away it, yeah. from that one. It's just way too formal. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. like, no, I don't know. With, with styles, it's, formal. it's kind yeah, of a built like, in nickname. Let's yeah. shorten so. it up, you know? <laughs> we want to call Frankie Franklin all day, you know? Maybe. So, like, that's you how, you how you grew up you, calling You got to be so wordy, careful, be careful
5: with that. That might not be his full name.
2: That's uh, My dad's name is Mark. A lot of people, for some reason, assume Marcus.
5: Yeah, yeah, and like, no, well, I,
2: it doesn't make any sense.
5: Well, and I I know someone name is Patty, right? And growing up, hey, yeah. you know they say Patricia. No, my name is yeah. Patty. Patty.
2: Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, my roommate too is Terry. Everyone assumes his long name is Terrence. He's like, no, my Terry. name is Terry. Yeah, you <laughs> can call me Terry. Call
5: people what they, ask to be called. Yeah. How exactly. about that? It's that simple. Yeah. It's really. I want that to be simple. called Big Al. Yeah, a Big Al. <laughs> <owl>. Chris Verlon. <laughs> I'll call you Big Al. Christopher. Yeah, let's, let's
2: call him Big Al.
5: Yeah. Big Al and C Dub. Big Al and C Dub, <laughs> the bad boys of the midday. It does sound a little bit more intimidating. I can't lie.
4: Uh, that is like a 1994 <laughs> yeah. rap duo. Yeah, Big,
1: Big Al, Al and C Dub. <laughs> yeah. um, we usually do three. I want to ask you guys our three in the key questions today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what your predictions are for tonight's game. Um, first one we asked was bench points because I think it'll be important tonight. Oh, my goodness. So, Big Al, you go first. <laughs> okay. Kings bench points versus Dallas bench points tonight. And these are being required. wow. I've never done
5: this before. Ten. I'm just gonna go, oh, and we get the Q. I'm just gonna go through the players.
1: I think that's the easiest
5: way. I think Malik's been a little cold, so I'm going 20 for Malik.
1: No, you just need to do the total. No, I know, but oh, this is how so I'm
5: getting there. Big, oh, big. Alex so to 20, 20, to So do the math. I'm gonna it's say to 20, 27 to with Trey Lyles. So Who else is on the pine? Davion. Davion. Alex, All right. Probably play tonight. I think. I think we're sitting at. I think we're sitting at 42.
1: 42 for the Kings. How many for the the
5: Nugs? The Nuggies, I'm going to say 39. Okay. Chris? Uh, C-Dub?
2: I'm going to go with, uh, I'll say the Kings get, I'll say 30. Okay. uh, And I'll say the Nuggets get 25.
1: Okay. All right, that sounds more realistic. Big Al, we're going for the center matchup the Yoke, the Sabonis line. Let's go. And the Jokic line.
5: Let's go. I think they're both going to ball out to their fallout. Jokic. I think Jokic has been very confusing. I'm going to say Jokic 22. Well, rebounds next. 22. I'm going to say 11 rebounds, nine assists. Oh, just short. Okay, Sabonis. And Sabonis, I'm going to say.
2: 16, 12, and 10.
1: Tripped up. All right. C-dub.
2: I'll go uh, for Jokic. I'll say uh, 18, 18, 15, and 13. Okay. Uh, And then for Sabonis, we'll say, uh, we'll say 17, 12, and 8. All
1: right. And then lastly, we always ask for a random stat, something different, something new, odd prediction. Uh, like Chris said Keegan would catch a body tonight and I have uh monks going to have 20 or more off the bench but it could be
5: anything. Yeah, I was going to say Davion 33s. Three Davion 33s. Three
4: okay.
2: It's in the air. I'm going to go with uh half court shot hit today.
4: Nice. Nice. Okay. What if it's after the buzzer? Do we still still oh, count? It, counts. it counts. come it on, Begers.
1: It's no Max struce yeah. but it's significant. Thank you, Max struce Yes, thank you. He did help with the. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. The standings there. All right, let's do a little celebrity birthdays here to wrap things up. Brought to you by friends at Crumble Cookies. Birthdays are meant to be spent with family and friends, and nothing brings family and friends together better than Crumble Cookies. All right, happy birthday to uh, Luca Donsich. Hmm. Well, I know Chris knows this. So. You know it. Probably. All right, we can keep. well, we'll see. You guys go first then.
5: I don't know. I get confused You got jobs and <laughs> I'm going to say... I know he's young, He's either 24 or 25. I'm going to say 24.
4: Okay. What? Uh, 350. 350. Oh, wait. <laughs> Not wait. Talk weight. about age. Yeah. Um... 24.
1: It's Two 24s. You say 25. Uh, C-Dub knows it. Yes. He's 25. Correct answer. All right. Happy birthday to Alex. Rodriguez. Right. Smith. Caruso. Alex, ah, he was, hey, he was a name.
4: He's a name. Should have been here. He could still get here. Oh, I had a great nickname for him. What? After he got arrested in Texas? <laughs> puff, puff, pass.
5: This <laughs> <Was laughs> is a bald mamba. Okay. Yes. I thought I thought I heard that before. Yeah. I'm going to say Caruso is actually he's he's 29. Oh, he actually
1: is. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he's 27.
1: 28. Uh, Big Al is closest. He's thirty. Uh, ah, yeah. the big three zero. Yeah. Happy birthday to Tayshawn Prince. Prince, wow, Tayshon Prince.
5: That guy had some wow. length. He did. Kings could use a guy like yeah, Tayshon really, Prince. He really might still play.
2: Before his time, maybe
5: he still could play, even though he is forty-two.
2: Gonna be one of those shockers where it's like we're old. Tayshawn Prince is forty-eight.
4: Mm-hmm. He's forty-four.
1: Christopher Loggins close is okay. forty-five. Oh, that's fine. Mm. Okay, happy birthday to Randy
4: Moss Johnson. Johnson. Reina. I
1: wanted to say if I said <laughs> how, if I said Randy. A Rosa Reina. how old is Randy or Rosarena? Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I was baseball players was are always
5: <laughs> way younger than you think or older than you think. Mm. I'm going to say Randy Arroz. Or, Rosa-
1: <laughs> or they're very rarely what you, exactly exactly. They're they're what you think. They're very rarely.
5: I'm going to say that Randy is. He's 29. 29. <laughs> What's his name? What's his last
2: name? Uh, uh Rosa Arena. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, Randy is. I'm trying to think of a number that has a lot of R's in it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> 30r 30. 31. <laughs>
1: okay. He is 28. Uh, we've got a correct answer, and it is Big Al. Yeah. Oh, I time. told you. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Either older know, know,
2: or younger. Or yeah. right on. Or yeah. right on.
1: Happy birthday to Aroldis?
2: Aroldis. Chapman. He's uh, nice yeah. Chapman.
1: Now, he's been around. But maybe he's younger than you think. Or is he older than you think? Mm. Or right There's there. There's no way he's
2: right there.
5: I think... I'm tempted to go higher, but I'm going to stop, Jason, at 36. Okay. I'll stop
1: at 35. I'll stop at 34. Uh, These are good (laughs) stops, but Big Al is right on again. (laughs) There you go. He stopped on the right number. Uh, Happy birthday to Icky. Icky Woods. Icky Woods. Who did the Icky shuffle?
2: Wow. uh... I forgot what
1: Icky's first name really is. But we're going with Icky.
2: Yeah, right. What, that's, there's no way that's short for yeah. Xavier. A <laughs> um, Icky might be 60, we'll say 66.
5: Yeah, 64.
4: 62.
1: Um, we're not in the right decade. Yeah, probably 58. Told you. Oh. For Icky Woods. Younger than you think. Soldier, younger than you think. Uh, let's go with... Yeah. Big day today. Former Huge. coach, Super Bowl winning coach, Brian. Hoytano. Uh, Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, he is on oh, the uh, team, right? Brian. Uh, Billick. Billick. Yes, yeah. Ravens. What do we got for age range?
2: Oof. He does NFL Network. Oof. Right? I think so. I think somewhere. So, yeah. Somewhere he's, he's out uh, there. Maybe 13. Uh, Brian Billick. Ugh. Uh 62. Yeah, around there. Older, though. Yeah. 65.
4: <laughs> <laughs> 60.
0: Uh
1: Big Al's the closest. Old it's a big Jim. one. 70 today. Really? Yeah. Happy
2: birthday. I guess he looks Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great show. <laughs> Thank you so much, no Jason. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. happen. Yeah. It, it actually its already happened. Oh, yeah. It's already yeah. happened. Yeah. It's I have seen it. I've listened to it before. It's yeah. really good. Today. It's the best, yeah. actually. Wait for that part of the round tape. Wow, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, spoil yeah, it. yeah.
2: When, fr- it, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah.
1: Did we talk about the fight or, yeah,
2: also, oh, yeah, 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 also, it builds up
5: yeah. later, later in the show. This is last 30 minutes or so. I got a question about Girl Scout cookies, and I received some information yesterday that I was not aware of.
4: You're not going to want to miss this. Is this slanderous?
2: You're not want to miss I don't,
5: I don't know, but I have to speak. Well, we <laughs> see
4: you tomorrow after <laughs> you're so. <laughs> I, so. yeah. yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Cookies.
5: I hope
1: so. I'm intrigued. The last 30 minutes, huh? That's right. One thirty,
2: right next door, don't we? Or did they move out? Oh yeah, you're right. I don't know. You better watch out. Yeah.
1: One thirty. The cookies might be. One <laughs> <Yeah. 1:30. laughs> thirty.
5: I've received some information. <laughs>
1: That is uh, it's sources. something else. According to Big Al's sources. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cookie sources. Find out at one thirty. Styles and Watkins coming up next.